prayer, its necessity, its power, its conditions, by Ferriol Girardi. Number four, Jesus praying in the Garden of Olives. Jesus praying in the Garden of Olives teaches us how we should pray. One, Jesus prays with attention and humility. When they had come to the Garden of Olives, Jesus said to his disciples, Sit you here till I go yonder and pray. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. He then retired further in order to converse with his heavenly Father. By this, he teaches us to recollect ourselves when we are about to converse with God, for it is not becoming that we should mingle profane thoughts with those of God and the salvation of our soul. Without recollection, our mind is wanting in the respect the creature owes to its creator, and our heart is deprived of the ardent desires requisite for a good meditation and an efficacious prayer. Wherefore, before addressing our Lord, let us banish from our imagination, our memory, and our mind all images foreign to holy things, all remembrance of the world, all profane thoughts. Let us keep our soul perfectly calm, as is required by the important matters we are to treat about with the Sovereign Lord of heaven and earth. Having retired apart, Jesus fell upon his face praying. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. Thereby giving us the example of the profound humility that ought to accompany all our prayers. What are we in comparison to our Creator? We are as grains of sand and imperceptible atoms that come out of nothing. We are even more vile still, for we are sinners deserving of endless punishment. How then should we implore the Almighty's favor? Jesus humbles himself under the weight of our iniquities, although he is infinitely great in himself. What then should be our confusion, we who are mere abject creatures, when laden with our own sins, we crave mercy from the divine majesty outraged by our malice? If we have the same dispositions as Jesus, our prayers will be cries of our repentant heart, which God will not despise. David cried out to the Lord out of the depths of his misery, in all humility, and found therein a motive of confidence, saying, Lord, hear my voice. Psalm 129, verse 1. My prayer, which is so capable of moving thee, for it proceeds from a heart intimately persuaded of its unworthiness. O oh my God, inspire me with similar sentiments of humility, so that they may keep me recollected in thy presence, and banish from my heart all self-esteem, all vain complacency in my deeds and in the affections of others, these fertile sources of pride and distractions. Give me the grace to begin all my meditations with acts of self-abasement before thee, so that I may draw to myself thy light and thy favors, and especially the gift of a profound recollection and a humble devotion. 2. Jesus prays with confidence and perseverance. 
being prostrate on the ground jesus begins his prayer my father matthew chapter 26 verse 39 this expression of love shows the filial confidence which overflowed the saviour's heart humility is no hindrance to confidence but purifies it of all imperfection and perfects it by teaching us to place our hope in god alone it is in fact in order to trust in god alone that we cease to rely on ourselves to him we acknowledge in all truth our ignorance our weakness our misery our poverty so as to compel him by virtue of his very promises to open to us the treasures of his wisdom power and goodness the more we humble ourselves the greater also is our claim and right to hope in his mercy which is the asylum of all who own their misery and helplessness and yet how often do we hesitate to put our trust in god especially when we ask benefits of him notwithstanding the anguish the repugnance and sadness that so strongly assail him jesus continues his prayer and even prolongs it during his agony repeating always the same words luke chapter twenty two verse forty three o jesus how greatly does thy example condemn our sloth we pray only when we feel like it when consolation abounds but so soon as we find prayer difficult and our heart feels indisposed we get disheartened and cease praying our devotion does not proceed from the devotedness of our will seeking solely god's pleasure but is merely a selfishness preferring its own satisfaction to real virtue o my most amiable redeemer i am resolved to correct my ways and henceforth to pray first because it is my duty with the intention of offering due homage to god of thanking him for all his benefits and of drawing down his mercies and graces upon my soul and upon all for whom i am bound to pray and secondly i will pray at all times in all places on all occasions and always with the requisite dispositions mary my loving mother help me to understand that prayer is as necessary for my spiritual life as breathing for my physical life obtain for me the grace to pray without ceasing to pray as jesus prayed that is with attention, humility, confidence, and perseverance. Being in an agony, he prayed the longer. Luke chapter 22, verse 43.